Welcome to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Yeah, welcome to Off The Bench. Great to have your company as we look forward, uh, look ahead to another big weekend of Rugby League already underway. Plenty to discuss there. It's been a huge week in the sport. There's been a bit going on around the traps and players leaving clubs, signing at clubs, origin discussion. We're going to get to as much of it as we can over the next hour or so. Kubota Diesel Generators for Serious Backup Power is who it's all thanks to. My name is Benny Jones. And on the road, on location, and of course, just uh, fresh from his first visit to the beautiful Bankwear Stadium is the one and only Scott Sattler, who joins us as always. Sats, good to talk to you, mate. How did you um, How did you enjoy your first experience at this relatively new stadium? I didn't know what to expect, Benny. And uh, yeah, hello to you and also the listeners. Um, I arrived at Bankwear Stadium, formerly Parramatta Stadium, right next to the Parramatta Leagues Club last night for the game uh, between the Penrith Panthers and Parramatta, of course, the Battle of the West. And I didn't know what to expect because I hadn't seen it yet. I fly over every week and haven't really tried to locate where it is. But to come around the corner uh, onto the main uh, main street there of where uh, Parramatta Leagues Club is and to see this colossus, Mm. which looks like an NFL stadium, the the graphics and, and the lighting from the outside, it was simply amazing. Then to actually get inside the facility, really easy to access as well, get in. Um, it's it's user-friendly as well for the spectators. To get inside and look at it from up in the commentary box where we were calling the game for NRL Nation, uh, I I truly believe it's probably the the best sporting venue in Australia to watch yeah. rugby league from or A-League, whatever sport it, that demands the rectangle stadium. It was amazing. The, the 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 height of the stands, but also most importantly the um, also the steepness of the stands allows the fans to be basically feel as though they're over the top of the players. It was mm. it's a it's a tremendous tremendous stadium and um, one that I believe that uh, the North Queensland Cowboys Stadium has been modelled on as well. Yeah, I think it's set a pretty good benchmark, and I think moving forward, any new sort of establishments or stadiums, we know that there's a bit going on in Sydney in that space. Uh, yeah, they're going to have. Uh, a bit of inspiration there to lean upon. Before we get stuck into, obviously, discussing that game in greater detail a little later on in the program, let's talk about some of the news of the week. On Off The Bench, the NRL News of the Week. Well, as always, in the build-up towards Origin Game 1, there's plenty about, but we're going to stay focused in one of the sides that was involved Thursday night there at Bankwest Stadium, and that's your beloved Penrith Panthers. Uh, Dallin Wateni Zalesniak has indicated via his management and through the club, that uh, he wants to explore other options on the open market. Uh, he didn't obviously partake in the game on Thursday night, but uh, this is a this is a guy who's a star, a future star of the competition, if not already an ingrained star. I know they had the win, the Panthers, which just uh, eases the pressure ever so slightly on Ivan Cleary. But to lose this guy, uh, Sats, from a fan's point of view, what would you be thinking at the moment as a supporter of Penrith? Um, Dallin Wattini Zalesniak, um, and that's what you're alluding to, Benny, about yes. losing a player of his magnitude. Yeah, so it, it's a funny one because last night talking to some Penrith players, from former Penrith players, they're all sort of saying, you know, how weak is this kid for just getting dropped on Monday? And then apparently Tuesday morning, uh, an email arrives from his manager, Tyron Smith, saying, we want to get permission to start negotiating with other clubs. And people are saying, you know, we've, everyone gets dropped in their career. It's about how you fight back from that. And how you can prove to the coach that by dropping you is the wrong thing to do and, and developing your game. But I don't, I, I might sit in the minority here because Dallin Wattini Zalesniak is a fullback. He wants to play fullback. Yep. 
He's the captain of New Zealand as a fullback. And yes, he may have come back from that uh, that New Zealand representation last year as the captain and feel as though that he was entitled to to be regarded as a as a higher profile player within that club. But you know what he he played he had a great series last year for New Zealand and deserved to be spoken about in those in those representative players of the year. So on the basis of that, he did deserve to go to another level for where he stood amongst that Panthers playing group. Unfortunately, Ivan Cleary probably doesn't see him in his preferred, preferred position as a fullback. And as a winger, he feels as though he's been left out of the side in, in, in what he can offer the side uh, when it comes to his ability. So I tend to think that if Dallin Wittini-Zelezinak is not going to be in Ivan Cleary's plans mm. as a fullback in the position that he wants to play, yet there are clubs that want to put him in the position that he wants to play. Yep. The career's only short, Benny. That's right. So you need to go and try and go to a club that, one, respects you in the position that you want to play, but also sees that you've got um, you've got the right attributes to, to bring success to their rugby league side. So, mm. um, yes, the timing of it is probably not the best. The day after you get dropped, maybe yeah. he should have just... I suppose just held his held his nerve for a couple of weeks and see if he can get back into first grade and if he can't then try and pull the trigger before June thirty. But um, mm. but I tend to think with a career short, you need to you need to try and take the opportunities you can. Yeah, I think it's well said. So that's the probably a touch short sighted of some to think that it was just a byproduct of being dropped. Maybe this has been building for a couple of weeks and as you said, the timing not ideal from from Dallin's point of view if you're looking at it from a supporter's perspective. But uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, that's that's the environment we're into. That's the environment that the game has created and that players have every right to explore their options. And as you know, up to that June 30 deadline, that's basically what Dallin is doing. So we'll... He's also he's also playing without confidence. He's not playing with the confidence we usually see Dallin with Tenny Zalesniak. So mm. that says to me that there's something that's going yeah. on, yep. as you just alluded to them. There's been something that's been building over a number of weeks that's, that's finally brought him to this position. But... The dropping was just the final straw. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Now, let's talk some origin. First, I want to start with Tavita Pangai Jr., who I think has been you know, widely applauded for his uh, decision to turn his back on New South Wales for now. Uh, he's going to focus in on his commitments with country instead. So he's, he's looking at that international space as opposed to the state of origin representation, which, um, again, it will, will annoy certain fans of the Blues who would love to see Tavita running around obviously come game one in a few nights time but uh, we've seen a little bit of this of late Andrew Fafita did it last season and uh, now we've got Tavita Pangai Jr. putting basically country before origin I'm sure Sats you don't have too much of an issue with this <laughs> I think it's great and I, I saw Mel Meninga during the week come out and, and applaud the, the the conviction and also the courage of of Tavita Pengai Jr. to do this just on the, yeah. on the eve of an Origin team being picked. Now, my reports are that he wasn't going to be picked for New South Wales because the, the selectors weren't really they weren't really sure about his one his consistency, but two his ability to to stay focused for long periods of time through an Origin series. Um, he hasn't been able to do that in the NRL this year. So, but that becomes null and void, I think, when you make the decision to say, hey. Mm. I really want to try and build the international game. I love what Tonga did. Everyone loves what Tonga has done. But we love it even more now that players like Andrew Fafita can stand there on a Friday night footy on the panel standing next to the New South Wales coach and they ask him the question and he looks yep. at Freddie and says, with all due respect, Freddie, I love New South Wales, but we've got a good thing going with Tonga and I need to, I need to grow that uh, international game. You know, they'll become pioneers, uh, trailblazers, this, this group of players that are that are committing themselves to Tonga. Benny, I 
yep. I hope. I hope. Well, I'm not saying I truly believe, but I hope that in five and ten years' time, we see Tonga maybe as the number two nation in the world. Yeah. And that'll all be come back to this group of players that have that have put, uh, you know, the cause before um, local representative sides like your Queensland, New South Wales, putting their allegiances to their uh, to their country first. I, I love it. I reckon it's sensational. Yeah, well said again. And, and you're right. I mean, there is also that financial sacrifice. We know that Origin players get well reimbursed for their efforts. So this is not a money-driven decision by any means. This is... Um, this is just putting, really, your heart before your wallet. And I reckon it's great from the likes of Tavita Pangai Jr. So we applaud him for that. Now, Freddie Fittler says that round 11, which we're now well and truly into, Sats, uh, won't be used as an audition stage for origin selections, which gives you the impression. Do you believe that? Well, I mean, <laughs> of course, if someone jumps out of the blue or there's an injury and a suspension, then Freddie's going to have to rethink his 17. But, you know, for example, you, know, you look at someone like a Mitch Pearce, if he plays really, really well... Uh, he's already been in great form. Does he suddenly just uh, crowbar his way into into considerations? No, no I, I commentated with uh, Greg Alexander, who was a New South Wales selector and um, an official uh, on Thursday night at the Penrith Parramatta game. I, we spoke to him on air, on NRL Nation, about this. I said, is it true? Yeah, round 11 isn't in an audition. You've got the team picked. He said, no, we've pretty much got it picked. I said, is the bench the hardest part to pick at the moment? He said, no, we've got the bench picked. He said there's a couple of positions which are the most obvious positions that we still haven't really locked down. And those positions are, is the halfback and also the front row. They're the two positions that, yep. um, that Brad Fittler and his, his uh, selectors, group of selectors, Craig Fitzgibbon, Danny Badiris and also Greg Alexander, they're the ones that are still discussing this weekend. Nathan Cleary's game last night, I think that cemented his number seven position. I think Adam Reynolds, it makes sense, Benny, when you look at it, Damien Cook, the hooker, plays for South. Um, Luke Keary, Latrell Mitchell, Boyd Cordner, James Tedesco on that left-hand side. That just makes sense. It cuts down your preparation time in origin in a short short time period you have at origin with those combinations. Mm. Now, your halfback's very important to that. Adam Reynolds plays with Damien Cook at hooker and has won a premiership with Luke Keary at 5'8". It just makes sense. But Nathan Cleary's game on Thursday night, it sometimes good to be the first cab off the rank to try and cement your name in, in the selectors' minds, but it also can work against you when South Sydney, who this weekend play the West Tigers, Adam Reynolds needs to have the game of his life Yep. if he's going to get that, uh, mm. that New South Wales jersey back. But as of Thursday night, I can guarantee you that Nathan Cleary will be announced as the hooker. It's time for the Friday Night NRL Preview. It certainly is. So, righto, Sats, let's get your thoughts on this one. I have it penciled in as the match of round 11. It's the Knights hosting the Roosters in beautiful Newcastle. The Knights currently sitting sixth on the table, a 5-5 five and five record, but have certainly been much improved over the past month. The Roosters sitting third, 8-2, and two, but it's a rare occurrence. They're coming off the back of a loss. No Cooper Cronk. Roosters a different side without uh, him marshalling the troops around the park. What are you thinking, mate? Initial thoughts on this contest? Your initial thoughts are the Roosters would win this, but Cronk being out uh, and being rested, mind you, which I think is really smart from Trent Robinson. Um, many may say that you'll need Cronk after a loss and playing against Newcastle, who are on a four-game winning streak, and, and going back to play at McDonald Jones Stadium is going to be a really tough ask, and it will be. Um, what I love about this 
is you've got the way Mitchell Pearce is playing at the moment. Mm. The Roosters without Cronk. It comes down to Mitchell Pearce and, and if he can continue that that really controlling in your fog, I like to call it furnace footy, where you're in the face of your opposition. If he's going to continue with uh, with that with the Roosters, what we do know about the Roosters is though, Benny, is that they lost last week to the Broncos 15-10, but still only conceded 15 points, which you weigh that up against every other team in the competition. It's still not a bad defensive effort as at all. Um, will they be the team like Melbourne that when they're beat yeah. and, and questioned <laughs> yeah. internally about? Yeah, about their courage to bounce back. Will they be the same as Melbourne and will they come out and, and put the cleaners through Newcastle? I mm. don't think they will without Cronk. I like this Newcastle side. I just like the way yeah. that they're going about their business. And it's it's on the back of Mitchell Pearce just getting back to the, the rugby league that we know that he can play, Benny, because mm. I, I think, unfortunately for Mitchell, when Caelan Pong was at 5'8", I think he was too concerned about positioning Kalen Ponga and getting the ball to Kalen Ponga as opposed to Mitchell playing Mitchell's game and now that Kalen Ponga has moved back to fullback he's now got that ability just to run the team and just look at it from an overall perspective and that's where they're getting the success when Mitchell gets back to what Mitchell does really well. Yeah well said defending champs do get Boyd Cordner back from a couple of weeks out with concussion but as we touched on no Mm. Cooper Cronk this time around just before we get to the break uh, Scotty your your tip on this one who are you liking? (sighs) I'm saying I'm saying roosters, but I'm not saying with any confidence, Ben, yeah. because I think this Newcastle side, and they're expecting a sellout as well at McDonald Jones Stadium. I, I just know what that stadium can do when they're when it's full, their team's going well, and the community is really behind them. Um, I'm going to say the roosters by two or four, but you know what? I'm, I'm not doing it with any confidence. No. It should be an absolute belt up. More off the bench to come after this short break. Kubota diesel generators—they're powering Australia. You're listening to Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power. Yeah, welcome back to Off The Bench. Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler with you. Hope you're enjoying the program. Uh, Coming up a little later on in the hour, we'll nominate a power player. We'll also get Sats tips for the remainder of round 11. And also a little snippet of a great chat we had through the week with the game's eighth immortal. There's not many of them about, but uh, Andrew Joey Johns was good enough to catch up with myself, Sats, and Gary Belcher on Sports Day through the week. So we'll have a little listen to some of that. But before we do, Sats, let's get stuck into our Thursday night review. Let's go with our Thursday night NRL review. Well, going in, many would have thought the hapless Panthers had little chance of turning around their recent woeful form. Uh, The Eels have been up and down like the proverbial yo-yo, and we got to see them at their best and their worst last night or Thursday night at Bank West Stadium. Uh, Early days, it looked as though this was going to be another demolition job uh, by the Eels over the Panthers. It didn't turn out that way. 16-10, the final scoreline. Penrith back on the winner's list. Before we get your thoughts, Sats, let's hear some of the highlights from our NRL Nation call team. Against the wall here. Marnie from dummy half. Fires it to Moses on the right-hand side. Paulo, flat pass away and almost... Going through, there was Murata Nakore, but a big tackle made there by Wanga Blake. They quickly go from the right edge to the left. Moses again. Manu Ma'u, he gets a pass away. Smith, an early kick. Looking for Mike Acevo, and Sivo against the former club, the Panthers. He scores another try at Bankwest Stadium. His third week, scores another try, but they want to check this out. Let's go to the replay action here, Scotty Sattler, but it looks to be a try for the Parramatta Eel. Now, Mike Acevo. 
back after missing the match last week um, with suspension and got a perfect bounce. The Will Smith kick, as you said, Sats, uh, got the weight of it right, summed it up very quickly, had Nathan Cleary, Dean Farre and Brian To'o on the outside. Here's a chance here for Penrith. You get the sense something's brewing. Katoa goes flat to Grant. I think they wanted it out the back there, Penrith. They went he flat scored. to Timmy Grant, who might have scored the try for Penrith. They'll check this out. He went flat there, Katoa. I thought it was the wrong call, but Timmy Grant's claiming the try. Let's have a listen to Grant Atkins. Well, he's signalling as though it's a try there, and Timmy Grant... He's pretty confident, Joel, and he they just couldn't hold him up. There's no doubt that he's got the ball down. So the score goes, it is a try. Eight points to four. Parramatta leading the Panthers. The Panthers are kicked to come. Here comes the halfback. He's been terrific. And Cleary, he dives over and scores a try for Penrith. They'll take the lead for the first time of the match. Grant Atkins will want to check it out. But mark my words, this is TRY for Penrith. The kick came away. It set up for Cleary, who dived upon it. And the Penrith Panthers, for the first time in the match, are about to take the lead, Scotty Sattler. Well, it was Cleary's defensive play back on halfway when the Eels put a kick in that gave the Panthers that set with the footy. He was able to get his foot to the ball and then win the race to it. It was on the ground. He showed more desperation than the Eels to get onto it as he did just then with the kick from Jerome Luai. It was a ricochet, but Cleary was pushing up into space. Luai jumps in the dummy half. They're clapping. They're celebrating. They've done it. Penrith Panthers relief. The Penrith Panthers have broken a long losing streak and they get a brave victory at Bankwest Stadium. 16 points to 10 over the Parramatta Eels in Indigenous round. So there you go. Uh, Sats, you described it as an ugly game, an ugly win, but a precious two points for Penrith. Uh, mate, you were there to call it. How did it unfold? Yeah, well, it, uh, well, nothing really unfolded because it never really got going, <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, but talking about the ugly win, Benny, and it's the only way you can win. You can only win ugly when you're playing below par. So you take them when you can get them. Um, any team could have won that last night, even at 16-10. You're never quite confident that Penrith were going to be able to put the icing on the cake. But there was a period during the second half. I thought Parramatta started the game off great. In the first 15 or 20 minutes, they were in total control. Penrith were shooting themselves in the foot, and they were just playing so ill-disciplined. And as a Penrith fan, I could I looked at the other Penrith fans in the in the crowd at Bankwest Stadium, and they were thinking the same thing. Here we go again, yeah. same as last week. It's like a comedy of errors and <laughs> Keystone Cop-type rugby league. Um, but... At the back end of the first half, they started to get a little bit of ascendancy. And it was on the back of young Jerome Luai, who came in for a suspended yep. James Maloney. And Nathan Cleary, they just started to find their groove and their combination. Played a lot of juniors rugby league together. Jerome Luai, surprisingly enough, was the superstar growing up. And, and Nathan Cleary, at the age of sort of 17, 18, just started to overtake him. So they played a lot of rugby league together. They found that again last night when they both complemented each other. But there was a period during the second half, Benny, when... Over about a 10-minute period where Penrith went, they completed all their sets, there's about four or five of them, and then Parramatta, they gave away penalties or dropped the ball yeah. during their sets. So that was a period where I feel as though Penrith, they they held their nerve a little bit better than what Parramatta did. So, yeah, 16-10 in the end. Uh, yeah, it was an ugly win, mm. but you've <laughs> got to start somewhere. Yep. And uh, the way that they were able to finish the game off last night, you can take something from that that there is... There is some character within the side. Now, Nathan Cleary, Benny, there was one set of six 
to, to take the score line out to 16 points to 10. But before that, he put his foot out to ricochet a, a, a potential kick, and it was about halfway on the 50-metre line. And he put his foot out, ricocheted, and instead of trying to tow the ball and, and get a foot race with one of the Parramatta players, he just jumped on the ball. Yep. He did the high percentage play. They got the ball back. They went through a full set of six. And then Nathan Cleary was the one that ran through and jumped on a, a kick from Jerome Luai to score the try to take out 16 points to 10. So it was that one set of six where Nathan Cleary, one of the youngest on the field, was able mm. to hold his nerve and, and get the lead from his from his side. So it was a, again, it was a... Second half was really all built on the character you've got within your playing group, and it showed they have got some character. Sats, I'll ask you about a, a potential, or b- building into this game, a potential origin bolter perhaps for New South Wales, but the guy you just spoke about, Nathan Cleary, his name had been brought up in a lot of discussion with him and Maloney out of form, some suggesting that there's no way Freddie can take these two guys or either of these guys into game one. But what you saw last night, and as you said, a couple of clutch moments, a couple of big plays He's done enough, in your eyes, to be there for the opener at Suncorp Stadium? I think so, because I think picking him last year and based on the advice of Phil Gould to Freddie Fittler, who has acted as a great mentor to Freddie for so many years, I, I think based on that, Freddie feels a, an emotional connection to Nathan. I think he feels a, he's always felt a connection to Phil Gould and has always... Um, taking the words of his of advice from Phil Gould as, as gospel, and, and so he should. Uh, so I think Nathan Clear, if he's kicking well and he's tackling well and he's passing well, I think that's all you need from Nathan. You don't expect him to have an overall running game because he's not a running halfback, Benny. So yep. if he's got a 5'8 like Luke Keary, who is a runner, uh, what you really need to do is make sure he kicks a good, make sure he tackles a good and give really good clean service to the guy that's going to link up with his outside man. That's all you need from Nathan. I think that's what he got Mm. last year, and I think it's what he's got so far this year, and it definitely was what he got last night. So I'm anticipating that Freddie Fittler and Greg Alexander, well, I know that Greg Alexander and Freddie Fittler would have spoken after last night's game. If not, Mm. during the game, they would have been talking (laughs) by text message. I saw, as I was calling with Brandy Alexander, I saw him feverishly, texting someone, so I've got no doubt it was Freddie, and he was down on the sideline for Channel 9. So, yep. yeah, I think Nathan on the back of that performance last night, even if Adam Reynolds comes out this weekend on Saturday night against the Tigers and has a has a barnstormer, I still think Cleary will get the jersey. Well, we were lucky enough to catch up with him through the week on Sports Day. Here's a little snippet of our chat with the 8th Immortal, Andrew, Joey Johns. The halves, the Johns brothers from Sestock, Matthew and Andrew. Five out now, McCormick, a good pass to Andrew Johns. Now to Matthew Johns, gives it to Paul Harrigan. Harrigan will score from there. Duncan McRae was never, ever going to stop the runaway chief. And Newcastle Knights get the first tie of the afternoon. Yeah, a long time ago that was, uh, Joey. Thanks for Robbie McCormick, joining us on Sports. I think that was his wow. first game. Benny Jones has dug that up. Your first game. Round 1, 94. Against South. Yeah. Round 1, 1994. Oh, so. yeah. When's that? 1994. 94. Mm. Yeah. Far out. Takes you back. Years ago. <laughs> Takes you back. We didn't want long, to make it. Didn't want to make you feel old. In fact, Sats uh, tells us you had a birthday yesterday as well, mate. So happy birthday. Yeah, 45. Nice. Feeling every, du- Can you every believe day it? of it? That's what my mum my said to me. She said, any true miracles happen. We didn't think you'd get to 45. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, mum. Uh, well, you're doing great, mate. And, um, yeah, it's, it's always good to hear your uh, dulcet tones on uh, on the telly. Hey, um, footy's hotting up, of course, because State of Origin selections come up next week. Do you mm. get nerves around this time about uh, about what New South Wales' chances are? Because I certainly do about the... Uh, 
the blokes from the other side of the border? A lot less the last 18 months. It's the previous 10, 12 years, I'd have a nervous breakdown every year. <laughs> but uh, I think what we saw, that era of Queensland, we'll never see that again, the dominance Queensland had, and all those special players they had. But you know, I think we're coming into a really good period for New South Wales, and see a lot of really good young young players putting their hand up. So, yeah, really happy. Yeah, one of those players that uh, is just doing well and he's actually playing for the Broncos is Payne Haas. You, you see him getting a start, Joey, sooner? or I mean, I, I've got no doubt he's well, going to be there at some stage, but, gee, he's got to be close. I think he's a really big chance, um, probably coming off the interchange, but it's hard to ignore. He's just so big. You see when he runs the ball, he just... Well, you play with Glenn Lazarus, you realise how important those big men are. That when they get over the advantage on, play the ball fast and plays mm. big minutes too. So, I think he'll be thereabouts. It's, the way he's playing, you can't not pick him. The biggest question, of course, Joe, is the the halves. That's the biggest debate at the moment. Many are saying you can't leave Keary out. Some are saying you can't leave Walker out. If you've got to leave, put Walker in, you've got to have Reynolds. It's, how important is the yeah. combination going in to an Origin build up? Well, it's, it's so important because you know, once you're out there and you know what hits the fan and everyone's struggling, you know you, you rely on those combinations and what you've been doing for the last couple of years at club level. So, if you look at the combinations, you know the left side, the Roosters players on that left side, Latrell, Cordner, Kiri, Tedesco, they pretty much pick themselves. But I think the big decision for Freddie and and the other guys is the other half and the right centre. So. Um, yeah, there's Reynolds and there's there's Nathan Cleary, but there's also Walker. The way Cody Walker's playing, the only thing he's got against him is he's a left field player. Mm. But I think he's that good. You just play him anywhere. Is is Cleary a different player behind a a forward pack that's that's dominating because he's not getting that at Penrith? Well, I think a big thing this week for Nathan is James Maloney's been suspended, so it's his team. And so everything pretty much is going to fall on his shoulders. So I think we'll know more about Nathan after Thursday night's game against Parramatta. Um, but you're right, he's been playing on the back foot behind a pack every week that's been getting getting, uh, getting slaughtered, really. So I think we'll know more about Nathan Thursday night. Yeah, another bloke that people have said has put his hand up, Joey, is, is Mitch Pearce at your, uh, your club, mm. the Newcastle Knights. Have you, have you spoken to Mitch about whether he's really in the right headspace to, to have another crack at origin? Yeah, I've talked to Mitchell all the time and hasn't really mentioned it. I know he's he just wants to get back on the field and play consistently and that's what he's been doing. He's, yeah. I think he's been enormous this year, himself and Kayla. But, you know, unfortunately for Mitchell, he carries those scars of playing against that, you know, that dominant era. Um, I think he's in the running for sure. I think you could play him on that right because defensively he's really strong and he's got a really good kicking game on that right side. So there's no reason why he isn't, you know, he can't put his hand up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, before we talk about Kalen, um, the retirement announcement today, Cooper Cronk's going to uh, finish up at the end of the year, which is no great surprise. Uh, how, how do you rate him, mate, is uh, what he's done over the last 15 years or so? Um. As a halfback, you probably... Well, I look at the ones that I sort of aspired to, which was probably Sterling and uh, Ricky Stewart, Alan Langer, and then probably, you know, after that, 
probably got Stacey Jones and then the great Jonathan Thurston. I'd, mm. I'd probably rate him just a, a tiny little bit behind those players. Um, but he's been just such a great player. And the way, you know, Melbourne, the way he linked between Cameron and Billy and then obviously what he did at, he's done at the Roosters has been incredible. So, yeah, he'll go down as a great player for sure. Hey, we're in danger in this competition a bit, Joey, of having the the, the haves and have-nots of the the top eight mm-hmm. or so getting away from from the bottom. Any? Can you put your finger on why? Because I, I'm certainly struggling to understand exactly why it's yeah, there's such a gulf between these some of these teams. I have no idea. You got the Roosters in South and Melbourne; they're sort of light years in front. I'm just waiting for that team to, to come from out of the pack. I think Canberra will be thereabouts. And i got a feeling the Warriors, they're, they're the danger team no one's really talking about. So if they can get a right, especially with Nicarima going there, they're a dangerous team. Um, and I'd like to see the Warriors come out of the pack because, you know, we need New Zealand strong. Mm. We need the Warriors strong. Um, so be interested during the, especially around this time, this is when the Warriors usually make a run during origin time. So um, they may be the team coming out of the pack, but... You're right. There's some. Uh, it, it's you know. That's what I shake my head. They talk about expansion. There's not enough players going around to expand. Um, I think we need to get down to a 12 team or 14 team competition. Um, yeah, just to make some of those other teams stronger. More quality. Have the NRL just got to? Have they got to make a stance and make some hard decisions and take tradition out of it, Joe? When, they, well, when you talk about cutting teams out. There's too many teams in Sydney, so I don't know how they go about it because. You know, there's going to be bloodshed, but the only way to stop that is their fans to turn out. You know, last yesterday, I was at Shark Park, and whenever there's talk about uh, relocation, the sharks get tossed up. They're going to Perth, and people are in uproar about it. But yesterday was a beautiful day. We only got thirteen thousand there at Shark Park. So, if you want your team to stay in the competition, get out and support them. Yeah. Hey, uh, now Joe, on the Lighter subjects. You love your surfing. You're, you're a yoga man now too, but uh, now now it's winter. You're still getting out in the surf a little bit with your young bloke? Every day. <laughs> I hear you're up before Every the sun day. gets up. You wake the sun up. Is that right? Not your son, but no, the sun. No, he wakes me up at about quarter to six. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's why you haven't been reading about me on the front pages the last couple of years. <laughs> are you too exhausted by the time you get home, are you? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm looking... I'm in bed these days about 8.30. It's turned into an absolute stiff. Well, when you were, I mean, today, yoga is a really big part of preparing for games. And I reckon back when you were playing, you would have laughed at anyone that told you to do yoga. But you're doing a lot of yoga now, aren't you? Because your, your partner's a yoga teacher. Well, I just to keep the peace, I go along and do yoga. <laughs> but I'm just surprised, you know, what it does for me. It's like medicine. You walk out of there with a the whole different aspect on life. It's... It's incredible. You know, looking back, I was such so pig-headed back when I was young. But, you know, if I did it in my early 20s, I think it would have been so beneficial during my footy career. So so glad I found it. And, uh, yeah, it keeps you level and stable and keeps the, the body going. And that's a big challenge. Once you retire and get older, you just got to keep the, the body moving. Yeah, when you reach 45, and we're sort of imagining you talking on your phone now while you're doing the downward dog. Yeah. So it's... Does yeah, it, yeah that's, later. Does that's it, later. Does it loosen? Does it loosen that stiff neck of yours up? Or <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. You know what it's like. That's when you carry the hopes and dreams of Newcastle for so long. It's a burden on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joey Johns, always uh, a pleasure talking to you, mate. And uh, 
have a have a great uh, well have a great surf tomorrow, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the uh, the comp. And thanks, Joe. Looking forward to seeing you around State of Origin time. Cheers, guys. See you later. You're listening to Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. Time to nominate our Makita Power Player for Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range, the landscaper's choice. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to this on the show every week where Sats will nominate for us a Makita Power Player for Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range. It's the world's largest range, over 200 tools on the one battery. Sats, I love this, what you've gone with for Off the Bench this week. Tell us about your Power Player. Well, it's not power player, it's power player. So I was actually trying to think, you know, who throughout the week in sport has has been outstanding and has been motivational, has been inspirational. Um, French Open coming up, I'm thinking Ash Barty may get a mention in the next few weeks. Hopefully she yep. plays with this injury she's got. But I thought this week, first time I, that I can remember, Benny, that it's happened in both codes, the AFL and the Rugby League, is the Indigenous round. I think all the Indigenous yeah. players that we, we're so privileged to watch each and every week. Um, it's it's just an amazing, uh, an amazing, I think, mindset that they take to the way they play sport. It's that free-spirited, instinctive way of rugby league or AFL, the way that they play. That that sometimes we can we say that our sports that we love can be really predictable. Yep. And the indigenous athletes take that unpredictability out of uh, unpredictability out of it. That's it's, what I love about the indigenous athletes. It's pure. And it's not restrained by structure, which we get so often now with youngsters coming through that they just get drilled into. You've got to you know, dot your I's, cross your T's. You've got to tick all the boxes. Whereas a lot of these guys, uh, the indigenous players that come into our game, not that they don't get that coaching, but they certainly don't get that drilled into them so early. It's more about going out, enjoying yourself, playing the ball as you see it and backing your instincts. And, you know, I think sometimes we, we lose a bit of that once we get to the absolute top level of, of any sports sets. Yeah, the really good coaches, they'll say to their Indigenous players, knowing that they've got this, this great instinct in sport and can see things in in AFL and rugby league that a lot of us don't see. Yep. Um, and really good coaches say to the Indigenous players, I want you to just start the game with a really structured format inside the first five minutes just get yourself into a rhythm get yourself into a routine then whatever you see you go for it but just make sure you communicate it to others because we need to we need to cover it up just in case it doesn't come off but if it does just continue to roll with it and we've seen some really good coaches over the years that have had indigenous players in their size that have just given them that message that message is all about listen this this rugby league or afl field is all yours and you do what you see um and yeah, one of my greatest moments in sport that I, that I remember seeing and, and the commentary of it in the 2012, I think it was uh, might have been Dennis Committee, in the 2012 Swans versus Hawthorne uh, AFL Grand Final. Benny, um, correct yep. me if I'm wrong, it was when uh, Lewis Jetta took, yep. off up, took off up that far that far boundary line and uh, Cyril Rioli was mm. chasing him. Mm. And it was Jetta, Rioli, Jetta, Rioli, Rioli, Jetta, and Jetta gets the goal. It's one of the great commentary calls of all time but that one moment um, captured two amazing indigenous athletes that were just doing what they love and what they know and that is just running yeah it's um, you know, I think this weekend is fantastic that, that, that it falls on the same weekend with you know, within both codes Benny yeah brilliant nomination love the jerseys just love everything about this weekend and we've already seen it off to a, a really brilliant start so uh, I couldn't uh, 
I couldn't disagree with the word you just said there, Sats. It's a great nomination. Indigenous players, Indigenous round, the whole kit and caboodle. Is there a famous Indigenous player of yours in the AFL, Benny? Uh, a favourite of mine? Um, yes. Having watched many of them over the journey, I, I mean, Cyril's hard to go past. Adam Goods, uh, for what he was able to do to win two Brownlow medals, he played as a ruckman at times, as a centre-half forward, but he could play on the wing. He could play as a small forward. He was just uh, an absolute genius. Uh, I mean, there's just, again, there's been so many of them. Well, Nicky Winmar. Well, Nicky Winmar was, was the early earlier days. Michael Long. He was a, trial, he was a trailblazer, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Winmar. your Byron Pickett. Um, you know, oh, just he was a wrecking ball, an absolute wrecking ball. Winston Abraham, who used to take hangers just for fun. I mean, there have been so many of them, and they have provided so many amazing highlights over such a long period of time. Makita's cordless power garden tools power through the toughest of jobs. Makita, when power means business. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. Let's see who the lads like this weekend. It's Badge and Sats NRL Tips. Yeah, on off the bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, providing reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. There was a, a little bit, Sats, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, a little bit of controversy in our uh, in our studio through the week with Gary Belcher, who's now uh, skipped three clear in uh, the tipping. Uh he was of the belief that he'd been dudded a tip. Yeah, he's uh, very difficult, isn't he, to uh, argue with... Um, <laughs> the best of times. Yeah, you know, Gary Belcher, <laughs> when he thinks he's right all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it was a tough round last week. Yeah, it was. Tough round last week. I think I only got three, Benny, didn't I? But... Um, yeah, this week, oh, they're all tough. Well, I think you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Round 11, let's uh, see what's still to come. Three games Saturday. Start with this one. And this you could probably throw in the lottery uh, yep. category. Raiders, Cowboys at GIO to get us started. Sats, quick thoughts. I'm going to take tip. the Raiders. Yeah, yep. I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, a lot of injuries, but I still think they'll have enough. Oh, Warriors and Broncos. I know you want to talk more about this later to wrap up the show, but who are you tipping at Mount Smart Stadium? I'm going to take Warriors. Okay. Rabbits and the Tigers at ANZ. This uh, looks a beauty. Yeah, rabbits. Okay. And on Sunday, two games to wind it all up. Bulldogs and the Storm at Belmore. Storm. Okay. Too good defensively. And finally, the Dragons and the Sharks. A big game for both clubs out of form at Wynn Stadium. Yeah, really tough one to pick this one. I don't know which one to pick. Uh, Zach Lomax, the fullback. Matty Dufty out. Uh, I'm going to say the Sharks to bounce back because I think Matty Moreland will play. Oh, okay. There we go. So that's Sats tips for the remainder of round 11. Just before we do sign off, what are you looking forward to in particular this week well, in Scotland? I'm looking forward to that Warriors versus uh, Broncos game Saturday mm. afternoon. And Cody Nicarima only two weeks ago was... Running around Red Hill in Brisbane in, in Broncos yeah, training gear. Yeah, was too, yeah. Come out and just, I suppose, just dissected the Panthers last week. And yep. uh, this week comes up against his old team. Only two weeks ago, as I said, at the Brisbane Broncos, he'll be able to sit down with the coach, Stephen Kearney, and he'll be able to really cut apart this Broncos attack and how Anthony Seabold likes to uh, attract his ga- uh, attack his game plan. So mm. on the back of that, and because it's still so fresh, I think the Warriors, who I think... As Joey Johnson said, I, I think they're they're possibly going to come home in the back half of the season as um, as a really good side if they can keep their uh, injuries intact. All right, uh, for me it's the Dreamtime Clash at the MCG Saturday night. Richmond take on Essendon. This has been going for a little while now. Uh, I guess a brainchild of Kevin Sheedy, who's come up with so many amazing initiatives throughout the AFL, but uh, pitting Richmond against Essendon, both sides uh, stacked with Indigenous stars as well. It's going to be a really good game. So 75,000, 80,000 at the MCG on a Saturday night. There's not many better sites in world sport. Hey, uh, Sats, this has been Off the Bench for Kubota. Have yourself a great weekend, mate. I will uh, see you Monday. 
You too, Benny. Thank you very much. And we'll catch you, our wonderful listeners, same time next week. Thanks for listening into the program, uh, and may your side have a win this weekend. Catch you later. You're listening to Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power.